Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugar cane, Three Roll is cane to glass. From Mansur's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. It's business, Baton Rouge time. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Entrepreneurs and other creative, ambitious types have been figuring out how to make money by selling food, well, since as long as people have lived in community. And restaurants in some form or fashion have been around for hundreds of years. But only in the past century or so have things gotten really interesting. The possibilities are endless, and some of them are being tried and tested right here in Baton Rouge. With me today to discuss this is Speed Bancroft, who, besides having perhaps the coolest name in the world, is an entrepreneur with one of the coolest ideas you can imagine. Though it's probably the kind of thing you might have dreamed about as a child. Imagine this. It's an automated food kiosk that can deliver hot, fresh food directly to your car window. Speed's company, Bancroft Automated Restaurant System, has designed a robotic kiosk that can store, warm, and serve to waiting customers in their car an array of quick and easy entrees, along with side dishes and beverages, while also promising investors a quick and easy return on their investment. It's like something out of the Jetsons, or perhaps it's more accurate to think of it as a 21st century twist on the automat. And if you don't know what the automat was, we'll fill you in in a little while. Speed launched his company in 2017 after several years learning the ropes in his family's paper business. Speed, if your real name is something like Frederick, don't tell me. And thanks for joining us on Out to Lunch today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Joining me in Speed at the Table is Robin Nikosha, owner of Bites and Boards, a Baton Rouge-based business that specializes in cheese and charcuterie boards. Robin opened the business in 2018 as a cheese board delivery service. Who knew people ordered out for cheese? And has since expanded to offer classes in how to prepare beautiful cheese and charcuterie boards and also a cheese boutique. She is also planning to expand to a new, larger location in the village at Willow Grove, which will offer cheese boards and cheese pairings with wine. Robin is a homemaker who has always had a passion for cheese. She became a self-styled expert in the art of cheese boards nearly a decade ago when she set out to entertain her then new husband's friends. And she says her vision is to build community, connection, and shared experience through cheese. So Robin, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you very much. I'm hungry just thinking about it. Thanks <laughs> Thank for you. joining us. Well, Speed, let me start with you because... Your idea is so incredible, and if you watch the video, I mean, it is literally, like I said, something out of the Jetsons, an automated food kiosk with a little robotic arm. And how is this going to really work? So the way that I envision it working is we, we there's kiosk out there already. Doing and, this? Yeah, there's, okay. you know, they do pizza, they do other types of foods, and I wanted to do something that, it could be more universal. I didn't want to have a specific niche that we focused on as uh, like within a, you know, a certain type of entree, okay. like pizza. I didn't want to just do pizza. 
I felt like, <clears throat> you know, you, you uh, having experience in the restaurant industry, knowing that a lot of restaurants cook and then hold products, barbecue. I mean, just about every restaurant has to do that to some degree. And knowing that, I knew that I could cook products in a commissary or uh, in somebody's existing restaurant or in a convenience store, a grocery store. I, kind of, I haven't experienced in all those spaces knowing how they do food prep. So knowing that, that you could cook and then hold, um, I knew that, you know, as long as you don't refreeze it, you can keep the integrity of the product really high. So what we do is in a commissary, we do barbecue. We, we specialize our product in um, getting it down to a science with Chef J- J.D. Cody. Yeah. Who's here in Baton Rouge. So you're working with J.D. Cody? We are. This. And Cisco and some other suppliers. And Mitch Rotello sure. is on our board of directors. Ozzy Fernandez with um, Izzo's, Izzo's right. Lit Pizza, Roca, and some other brands. Um, but they were, you know, showing me all these different types of products, what they do in their, their commissaries that they already have. And um, so I, I took our original design and I, I uh, had some iterations and we went to a cook and hold. So we, what we do is we prepare the product in the kitchen professionally. Like you, this is something that you would get, you know, at any restaurant. It's restaurant grade, high quality. And then you store it in the fridge at 35 degrees. You never freeze it. It's fresh, never frozen. And you just take it through a conveyor oven, 500 degrees, um, and you rethermalize it, and then you package it, and then we store it in a warmer. And I did that design, and we patented it. I did that design because I knew that if you set this thing up in a parking lot, that you're going to have high traffic during certain times of the day, but other times are lulls. All right, I'm going to pause you right there because this is, I'm, I'm trying to envision it all. This is an amazing idea. But, Robin, I want to bring you into the conversation. Speed mentioned a lot of well-known names in the Baton Rouge yes. food scene. And you are a very popular and growing business in the Baton Rouge I've food scene. I've made a scene. Few, few boards for a few of those people you just named. <laughs> and who knew that cheese, board, cheese boards are, are a trend right now? They've been popular for I mean, obviously forever, but really like the past decade or so? Well, it, it was a trend that started in Australia with grazing boards, grazing tables. Really? And, um, and it came to the United States about a decade, decade or so ago. And then I brought it to Baton Rouge. So. Wonderful. <laughs> yes. And, and I mean, what is the art of, of a cheese and charcuterie board? It's certain well, like elements, you got to get good cheese and good meat, or is it knowing? Well, well I, I use artisan cheeses, which is, you know, small batch creameries, cheeses that are made from, you know, small batch creameries. I like to say they know the names of their cows. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I feel like it's something that's not necessarily a trend. I feel like it is, it's turned into a lifestyle now. People really? like the small bites of food, you know, yeah. as opposed to, there's wonderful times when you can sit down and have a large meal, but it's a fun way to gather. The, the board becomes a conversation piece. It becomes a centerpiece. Um, you and know, everybody it, can share it. Everybody can share it, right. It's, it's small bites of food on a board, hence the name Bites and Boards. Wonderful. And so is the concept in the... Um, like the construction of it, or in the or in the pairings, or both. Is it the artistry, it, it, the presentation? It or? ends up being both. Uh, in this uh, arena, I'm considered what they, they what they call a food stylist, oh. and uh, so I, I don't cook. Uh, <laughs> I, I I strictly um, style food, and so yeah, there's some techniques on how to style and how to fan the cheeses and how to slice them. Um, so that's all taught in my classes as well. I have a trademark method called the seven C's to craft the perfect cheese board. Okay. So um, every on every board is um, the seven C's are cheese, color, charcuterie, 
crunch, crackers, condiments, and chocolate. Perfect. All right. <laughs> so That's easy that, to remember. With those seven and you C's. you trademarked those seven C's? I did. Good for you. With those seven C's, um, you have a perfectly paired board. Every if, time. if you choose a perfectly paired board every time. And an easy way to entertain and the cheeses, you choose three cheeses okay. to have that perfect pair. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Speed, back to your, your, your kiosk here. And I, I'm imagining like the red box that we used to see outside of the drugstores a few years ago, you know, when people would still go buy a DVD in a case. Um, bigger than that? Smaller? Yeah, it, How it's, big are we talking? We're talking about 20 feet long. Eight, eight and a half feet wide by eight and a half feet tall. So, so it's, bigger than a red box. Oh, yeah. Big, okay. Bigger, but a similar type of customer engagement. Mm -hmm. It's direct-to-consumer automation. So where you would walk up and engage with the actual machine, you have a uh, touchscreen interface. We do everything from our phone. You create a profile, and once you create one profile, you can eat at the barbecue, Speedy Eats Barbecue or Speedy Eats pizza, speedies, chicken tenders, all of those units. You just have one. And for it's we did that because we knew that, you know, in college, if we pl place these units near colleges, the mom can create an account for the kid. And, you know, instead of giving them $20 where that may not go towards food, you want it to go towards <laughs> food. You know what I'm saying? And you want it to go towards food and kind of have some accountability. We we did it like that, and but this also is the problem with today's youth. Parents are still <laughs> telling their college kids how to eat. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but okay, let me back up. Do you have any of these actually in Baton Rouge operational at the moment, or they're getting ready to launch? I have a unit that's operational in lab only, and it works perfectly. Yeah. It's a, it's our it's our uh, alpha machine, and we're in the process of building our second generation, which is traditional for engineering. Mm -hmm. And we'll we will run that for three months in the market, off of Nicholson near LSU, as a drive-through, um, across the street from Tigerland, and we'll probably run it there for three four months. Is a our, what they call beta run. You just mm -hmm. want to gather some data and make sure what you built works, and then you reiterate it and build another one. And then. Is it going to be on real estate that you lease? Do you just mm -hmm. ask the Fred's guy if you can have space in his parking Correct. lot? How does that work? It is. You just It's all electric. There's no water connection, so it's a plug-and-play. It's a true plug-and-play. You, you would buy this as an operator, and you'd go find a place that we approve for you. And uh, we work with some architecture firms, and they you know do, do a little bit of work in the forefront. But you would go set up in about 600 square feet mm -hmm. in a parking space you're paying $15 a square foot and uh, that's where you would set up you just run a line to it 220 single phase electric it, it draws about 90 amps um, so you, you're gonna be spending about 400 500 dollars a month on electricity and then you have hire one who person want, I mean who wants to lease space in a parking lot to you to do this I mean what's the upside for him he just um, makes a little money yeah it's it's a uh, way to monetize um, so retail is dying and you have a lot of outlet shopping centers, grocery stores, um, convenience stores, um, just spaces where people are looking to monetize those parking lots because they're not doing anything. Interesting. Okay. So you're, you're talking, you know, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month is a great thing for you didn't have anything there before. Now you have something there that's actually making money. Robin, he says supermarket. I mean, uh, shopping centers are dying, but you're in a retail center that's doing really, really well. And um, I mean, tell us a little bit about your business model. I mean, what you have now, it's a, it's a place you can go buy the cheese. You can take the courses there, and soon you're going to have a boutique. 
Well, it's a cheese boutique now. It's going to be more of a um, of a dine-in type of nice. uh, wine. You know, enjoy some wine when it when it grows. Um, but right now, it's a cheese boutique, and basically, it the business plan is sort of three businesses in one. the The cheese board making is like a catering side of the business. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's people have them to parties. Uh, tomorrow, I'm doing one for Pennington uh, Biomedical. They're Very they're nice. really great customers of mine. Um, so yes, yeah, so businesses, corporations. Um, for Valentine's, I did over 200 boards in three days. Wow. So, yeah, tons of people gave them for Valentine's. And then you sent them gift. to people? Um, like it was a th- gift? Th- like a t- they either have them delivered. Um, I have a delivery driver who delivers, or they can pick them up in the store. So that's a part of the business is the um, catering side. The other part is the classes, which is tons of fun. I To date, I've taught over 2,000 people how to build boards. It's a very wow. popular um, class. I, I did, let's see, last week I did... Six classes in eight days. So uh, (laughs) it's a very busy part of my business is the classes. Um, So that's another side. And then the other side is the is the retail, which is a smaller end of it right now, um, which is you can buy cheeses for me. You can buy everything in the seven C's categories. You can okay. buy your cheese. You can buy your charcuterie. You can buy your so you crunch, like your crackers. So you chocolate there. And uh, uh, yes, I have, I have all those things. Yes. Fantastic. And, and um, the cheeses, you said you get them from local. You know, there are a lot of local artisanal. Yeah, I haven't, reached, I haven't had anybody uh, reach out to me locally, but I do have some, like from Georgia, um, from Vermont, you know, okay. Oregon. Yeah. I have some that are United States, that are from the States. And then I have some from Europe as well. And they have some wonderful goat cheese farms not too far from here. Yes. Like yes. This one. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Robin Nicosia of Bites and Boards and Speed Bancroft of Speedy Eats. Okay, uh, Speed, I'm still I'm still trying to unpack this because I think it's fascinating. Um, you mentioned this is a great way for somebody to monetize vacant parking lot space or whatever. How much does it cost an investor to get into the business of owning one of your kiosks? Or it's something? around 120,000. Is is all in. Okay. And we designed it based on <clears throat> traffic and what you can do with that. If you, you were to sell 60 mils a day at $15 a piece. And that's how much they'll cost, right? Correct. Okay. It, you're, you're getting a pizza, you're getting a side item, maybe a bag of chips, and a beverage. It's going to be around $15, a typical lunch chips serving. Chips and pizza? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. I hope yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you do barbecue, see, we, we have two fridges, so you can customize the fridge, customer-facing fridge. With side items, uh, like, you know, if you do a barbecue unit, you do potato salad. Mm-hmm. You do uh, uh, potato, uh, potato salad, coleslaw, uh, things like that that you naturally are paired with that type of entree. Gotcha. If you do chicken fingers, you do coleslaw. You need to match it up with, like, raisin cane, something like that. Sure, sure. Um, so. And then, so, like, one little person in a delivery truck from the commissary will deliver these meals to these little boxes. Correct. It's multiple times a day based on demand or once it's a day? It's based on demand, what? and we're still doing beta testing, so we don't know. We have 240 entrees per unit right now, mm-hmm. and we do like 600 beverages, 600 chips or side items, and then you do your condiments. So, you know, if somebody orders pizza, they're going to want cheese dip or, you know, marinara sauce, stuff like that. And same thing with barbecue you're going to want ranch blue cheese stuff like that so we're, we're thinking that the average ticket uh per transaction is going to be 15 so if you do 60 a day which is what our com- similar competitors are doing then uh you should do about close to 300 dollars 300 thousand in sales and you're going to net 120 thousand. so it's 
the rate of return on it is a year. If hmm. you were to compare that to a restaurant, um, you know, like Costs a pizza, a lot, like a lot, pizza lot restaurant. more to, in, to yeah. open your own brick and mortar. It's pizza around half a million. Yeah. It's a medium sure. range. Interesting. Um, I'm fascinated how y'all came up with these ideas. And Robin, you have an interesting and a, and a, and a sweet backstory sort of to this. You you were married for a long time? Uh, I was married here? for 26 years, got married at the age of 17 to wow. wonderful Johnny Nicosia. My last name now is Parker, um, okay. but uh, I, I still honor my first husband by using his name also. Um, but um, yes, I was married in seven, uh, at 17. I uh, was widowed at 43. Um, wow. he, he unfortunately passed away from brain cancer in 2006. At a very young age. Very young sorry. age. And I uh, raised my daughters were pretty much raised my son had a little bit raising to go he was 12 um, and so uh, I raised him and then eight and a half years uh, into widowhood I ran into a childhood friend of mine and he said um, I always had a crush on you and he <laughs> said but uh, the math didn't work out he was seven years older and so uh, at 51 and 58 the, the years worked out and so That's great. Uh, we were married in 2014 so he, he allows me this little crazy journey uh, he's an attorney in Lafayette and so it was for his friends that you it made was, your first cheese board. Exactly. He and you um, wanted to impress them. Exactly. My, uh, my first husband was an electrician, so he was very happy with spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> on a plate or, you know, whatever. But uh, I felt like I didn't need to, but they're not pretentious at all. But we would have his friends over, and they would be doctors and lawyers. And so I felt intimidated and said, well, I need to up my game a little bit. So I started making charcuterie boards. It was kind of the catchphrase, the catchword, and... So I learned it and did a little studying on it and started getting better and better. And we would have an event, and they'd say, Robin's bringing the cheese board. So it kind of became a given that Robin would bring the cheese board. And so I started an Instagram one day, and then um, InRegister called me and said, really? we saw your Instagram. Can we do a story on you? And that was uh, the beginning of 2019. And then after that, uh, 225 called right after. And I said, you know, your sister company just put me in there in the no section. And she said, no, we don't want to do in the no. We want to do a full page spread on you. Wow. And so I met him and did the article. And I didn't hear from him May of 19 and then June of 19 and then July of 19. And then August the 1st, my phone starts blowing up with all these pictures. I said, what is that? They said, you're in 225. And I like to say I'm in the now famous Joe Burrow issue. Oh, it's wow. the issue where he's walking into the LSU stadium. So that's great. I, I'm Joe Burrow centerfold. That's awesome. <laughs> One day he's going to want my autograph. I'm quite sure of it. That's <laughs> great, fantastic. So that's kind of what uh, blew, blew the business up. Was was their wonderful the publicity from, acceptance right? of me and yes, um, wonderful putting me in their their magazine. Um, and I'm sure you know a charcuterie board is very high end. Speed, your food out of the kiosk is more what might be comparable to quick serve mm -hmm. down it home. Is. How do you keep it tasting good? Well, after, I mean, because this is basically coming out like a vending machine that's mm -hmm. made it hot, right? Yeah. Okay. You have to use commercial grade equipment. You have to use a real conveyor oven. Mm -hmm. You can't use a microwave. You can't do anything like that. So we, I spent five years uh, cooking stuff in my garage and practicing with, you know, local chefs. And just, you know, understanding how uh, high-quality product is prepared mm -hmm. and how it is served. So I build it around that knowledge, and that's what we, that's what we came out with, yeah. was using a real oven that, I mean, you, you, if you walked into the kitchen at this restaurant, you're going to find a conveyor oven. 
is probably going to be one that similar that similar to something that I'm already really using. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And 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 the sh- you mentioned Jay Ducote. I mean, mm-hmm. is he a partner with you in? Yeah, this? he's our Jay's uh, a very VP. well known guy. Yeah, he's our he's, he's our VP of product development. So if no he kidding. you know he's really over the quality. Mm-hmm. So I I'm more of in tune. We got Sanjay over here as our mechanical engineer. But uh, I'm really into the engineering side of it. I've done gotcha. the, the testing, so I'm confident that, you know, there is a stigma with kiosk. When you say kiosk, people are like, why would I want to get something from a kiosk? So there is a, you know, you're going to have to try it out for yourself mm-hmm. and to to understand that there's no difference between what we serve and what you can get at a quick service restaurant. Or like if you walked into a barbecue restaurant, we have the same processes or method of operation that they do. And so it's just a different form of delivery. It's direct, it's called direct to consumer automation. So it's, it's just a different form of food transfer. And, and I mentioned at the beginning, the automat, which was a yeah. sort of an invention right back yeah. in the early in York, 20th century, the New York, in, they had yeah. them. And I mean, d- is that where you got the idea for this? No, I studied that. I studied you did. it. Yeah, I did. I, I know all about it and looked at the, the case st- as a study. And I knew what they could do. We have a warmer, so we cook stuff and we cook it, keep it at 170 degrees. And we have a receptacle in that warmer, so if it passes a certain benchmark, we dispose of it automatically. Mm. It's all part of our patent. So you're never going to get something that has either sat too long in the fridge uh, before it was cooked or too or long too in the long warmer. Enough. So we have some restrictions. And we have, you know, we pre cook products before lunch, before these peak hours, like mm-hmm. six to nine in the afternoon and 12 11 to 2 for lunch so we you have if you pull it up to our unit you can get a pizza within 20 seconds or a barbecue meal you know pulled pork a full meal with biscuit and everything and a beverage and and you know side items excellent yeah robin um who who are your customers um is it mostly affluent people is it young people uh, well, I can ages. say that since I've been in Village at Willow Grove, I've kind of been surprised. I've done boards for 10-year-olds' birthday parties. Really? I've done the, the little cheerleaders at Dunham School come every day to get their Grace to Goes. I do little boxes called Grace to Goes. It's basically everything that goes on a charcuterie board, but it's in a little grab-and-go. I love that kids would eat nice snacks Love like it, love that. it. The, uh, the moms will come by and say, if your boxes are in the car, I pick up a happy camper, right? I pick up a happy child. So um, I have one mom who comes, she gets six every week. She puts them in her refrigerator. She tells her kids, that's your after-school snacks. So, so much better the, than Oreos the, and the milk, The children right? love them. Everything is fresh. It, it's fresh charcuterie, fresh cheese. Um, you get something from Seven Seas in, in your box um, every day. And so that's the, I call them graze to goes as opposed to grab and go. But uh, so I do have that. And I've done parties for 18-year-old birthday parties. I've done 50-year-old birthday parties. I've done a, a board the other day I did for a 70-year-old's birthday party. And so um, I feel like the age range uh, it is is non-exclusive. No, it's 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 inclusive of everyone Fantastic. and um and as far as uh exclusivity of, of customers i don't think there's anybody that can't afford what i do mm-hmm. the, the prices is affordable and everybody loves a good cheese board so um who is your competition is there anybody in baton rouge i don't 
I don't think there's anybody else who has a storefront who does what I do. Uh, if there like is, some restaurants might have a cheese board yeah, on the menu. Yeah, I, I do know, like City Pork does a really great charcuterie board. It's not um, the grazing board like mine that has the fresh fruit and all that on it. It's fabulous. Um, my friend Scott at Blend does a beautiful um, charcuterie board. Um, he's taken my class enough times. Okay. <laughs> no, he, he, he's great in his own right. But um, So, yeah, I, I, there's restaurants that do it. I don't know that yeah. there's any places that exclusively do um, charcuterie and cheese boards. I, I think I'm the only one. I'm the only cheese boutique in town, oh, that's I think. Great. Mm -hmm. Speed, do you have any competition? You mentioned that there are other, you know, automated mm. kiosks yeah. that are doing pizza specifically, but nobody mm. around here, huh? Mm. Well, in the nation, I'm the only one that does direct-to-consumer in a parking lot. So we've, we, I mean, we're patented specifically for that application. Uh, you can't do a high traffic space with chicken tenders and we're going to have 30 people come in in an hour or 30 minutes if you don't cook and hold it so i don't know that you know people can compete with us because there's always a way around a patent but um we designed it specifically for putting this in parking lots and mm. you know having something for everybody if you don't yeah. want to do pizza fine we've got barbecue on the across the street we can do uh, chicken tenders, So you would wings. have multiple machines yeah, like we in don't the do same parking we, lot? Um, right, not different... in the same parking lot, probably in, in a given area. Uh -huh. Like we have, we already have a lot of pre-orders, customers coming in, and they, the way that they look at this is in a given area, is given zip code, you know, per 20,000 people, they want to put a barbecue unit, they want to put a pizza, and they want to put, you know, a chicken, a wings, a, we have a breakfast model. That does pre-made omelets, uh, sausage. Like, what kind of permit would you need, like, say, to handle traffic control, right? I mean, if you were putting up a chicken tender restaurant, you would have to. Yeah, you have get to have waivers have, from the state, or you know, oh, all yeah, those you have to. Have, stuff, uh, right? They call it car stacking. So you have uh -huh. to. We do our like we work with a local architecture firm that say so if we are going to place it into a parking space, we have to build it with proper car stacking. So yeah, we we abide by all that stuff. If, if we can't set it up in a given parking space with enough space, we won't do it. Yeah, and plus you need the power to run. Correct. To plug it in. Correct. So many interesting elements. Y'all both have such fun businesses. Speed Bancroft and Robin Nicosia, it's wonderful to meet Baton Rouge-based entrepreneurs in the food sector who are figuring out better ways to help people enjoy food. Thank you so much for all that you do and for taking time out of your busy schedules to join me on Out to Lunch. Thank you very much. Right, thank you. My guests on Out to Lunch have been Speed Bancroft of Bancroft Automated Restaurant Systems and Robin Nicosia of Bites and Boards. You can find out more about Bancroft Automated Restaurant Systems and Bites and Boards by listening to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch Baton Rouge podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, it's batonrouge.la. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Out to Lunch Baton Rouge social media. Photos are taken by Eric Otts. You can find more of Eric's photos on Instagram at, at Acro, that's A-C-R-E-A-U-X. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show was engineered by J.T. O'Neill. 
Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti, and our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you around the table at Mansour's again next week for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily, 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by the East Baton Rouge Parish School System, inspiring humanity through transformational learning in the classroom and community. Initiatives like Pathways to Bright Futures allow students to graduate high school with an associate degree or an industry-based credential along with their high school diploma. More information at ebrschools.org. And by Three Roll Estate Craft Rum Distillery, crafting premium rum from their own Louisiana sugarcane. Three Roll is cane to glass. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. 